Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The New Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning afternoon evening whenever you decide to listen to sing billy devore and sitting across me from the screen is my co-host it's chris weir what's up nasty nation uh welcome to the fart dungeon uh from this side of the river and on billy's side uh holding it down from uh kitty cat manor we <laughs> kitty cat manor the 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 uh the day vore care holding up here <laughs> in the uh in the jack and suites uh, aka my office yeah um, so we have two thirds of the tri-state area covered right here. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. We, yeah. we don't know when this freeze and rain thing was going to start. So we're just like, let's just do it. Let's just do it online, baby. Yeah. We have the technology. Don't need to mess with it. So yeah, we're going to do it this way for right now. It's going to be a quick one too. So it, it made sense. It's yeah, it's, it's a short, you know, not a lot happened, just a few things and then pulling from some past things that happened. And, um, yeah, man. So how was your week? It was pretty good. Uh, pretty chill. Uh, watched the movie, uh, a recommendation of yours, uh, watch Saltburn, me and my mom just, <laughs> to, uh, just hang out. You know, my mom, she loves, a, she loves a movie with a good dance number and swinging hogs. That's what she's really into. So yeah. now, uh, yeah. watch that. Oh, good. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, me and my mom watched it, and then she was like, "You're not allowed to pick any more movies for movie night." <laughs> yeah, if you haven't watched that, that is not one you want to watch with any uh, family members uh, of the faith. Perform. No, it's uh, man. There's some scenes. There's a few, and like, I don't mind being uncomfortable, but that mm. one was pretty borderline uncomfortable. Yeah, like I'm, it's like, I was shouting like, no, no, there, there was multiple times where, where I'm yelling no and turn like the way you would like watch a horror movie when you're a child, like I'm covering my eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing the same thing. I just, what I do when I get super anxious, I just pull my hoodie up <laughs> and it was like, and I just could make the, the, oh, the whole time character. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, uh, but did, it wasn't it like beautifully shot though. It was so good. Uh, I really liked, uh, there was a lot of symbolism in there. Good story. I liked the way they went about telling it. Yeah. Very beautifully shot. Uh, yeah, it was a very nice film with a lot of <laughs> disturbing elements scattered throughout. Yeah. That's it's a very, like, polite, like, it's a polite way to put it. Very disturbing elements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, that's a very polite way to put uh, some of the stuff we'll probably talk about here. Uh, it did feel a little bit like uh, initially like Hogwarts kind of means get out for a minute. Yeah. But, uh, dude, I really liked it. What, what was your take yeah. on some of those, uh, those moments? My thing, it was like a horny Brewster's Millions. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know. 
That's a really weird twist on Brewster's millions. <laughs> yeah, he's just like a tiny, shy white dude who uh, just wants a mansion, you know? And instead of it being Brewster or, you know, uh, Richard Pryor trying to spend money, you know, he's, he just, uh, he's just just that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just, you know, doing disgusting stuff to try to get to the top. Yeah. Um. I loved it. Um, some of it, you know, a little too much, you know, obviously spoiler alert, but you've had enough time. Everybody has Amazon. Okay. You've been drunk and you've had to order stuff that you didn't need. Then you wake up the next morning and you're like, what the hell did I, why did, what did I order? And you check your front porch. You're like, I didn't need slippers. Yeah. It's just, so everyone's had a chance and the world has talked about it. It's time to go see it. And uh, I, I I was playing this game a couple weeks ago, and I brought it up, and uh, I think it is definitely time to play it. Um, Mary fuck kill. Okay. The, the three controversial scenes. Um, Mary fuck kill the tub scene. The um, vampire. Vampire. And then the grave. What? Why <laughs> those balloons? Is that a secret word? The vampire. Mary shoot up. That was so weird. <laughs> that was like, what are we celebrating? Some guy just drinking some seed out of the bottom of a tub. It's like this new salt burn thing. You know how they have like certain widgets, like promoting things. <laughs> and you talk about licking semen out of the drain of a bathtub. Balloon <laughs> shoot up. It's a celebration. What, a, what a celebration. Oh yeah. So, okay. Shoot okay. Hands. Tub. Vampire grave. Okay, Mary fuck kill of those three. Oh with with kill, I'm gonna go with the thing that's already dead. It's in the grave, it's gonna be the easiest, it's gonna have to stay down there. That was probably the one I shouted at the screen the most. Like yeah. just do it. And it's also the building of the pacing of that scene. It's also beautifully <laughs> shot, but okay. Kill, already dead. The grave scene. Uh, fuck the tub. Just it seemed like a very. It was all very sexual and creepy, and I marry the vampire scene because I mean it's currently already in the repertoire. So <laughs> yeah, but why, would I, why would I change? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can. Those are my answers. You got your vampire wings at a very young age, and you found out, you know what? Daddy's going to fly. I got my vampire teeth at a young age. My bat wings. Got you just, uh, you were you were at like at like your third or fourth Halloween, and you got those little like plastic vampire teeth. You put them in, and you're just like, I like the way that the this like gums taste after I take them out. This is pretty fun. I like nickels now. <laughs> I want to lick batteries. Yeah. That's you just get, you you just get you just get so horny every time you pass a coin star. <laughs> oh, good <laughs> palms turn me on. Oh, buddy! All right, um, for me, you have to kill the vampire scene. Okay, because the way he just killed, you know, then the rubbing, and then my thing is, I could see the smell, mm. and I was like, mm, no, no, thank you. I was like, well. I did the whole got her all just moved. I my I made me physically ill. Um, 
and the way she was really digging it too, like she was all about herself. And it's a very ancestral family. Not that they were related, but she was like, you know what? I like everything about my family, my blood, all of this shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about blood relative. Am I right? <laughs> and then the white dress that threw it over the white nightgown. Mm. Um, then I'll go. Oh, this is tough. This is we're between grave, yeah, and licking the, 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 the aftermath of a bathtub scene. What I would like to also call it is tub thumping. Tub thumping, okay, that's yeah. got to be something like uh, you know, tub thumping. Well, it's the name of the 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 that that song from the not late nineties, early two thousands. Tub thumping, the dance in the night away. Had a vodka drink, had a whiskey drink, had a time for that. Had some come out of a tub. So tub mm-hmm. thumping. Uh, that's the name um okay um i think i'm gonna go chumbawamba i'm gonna that's it that's what it was that's who it is i'm gonna marry the tub this is only once and then it's gone but then like i I think i kill the grave i mean you're you're going you're what you said about it being in the ground yes for sure the other thing is it's like you you then did it with dirt and like you getting stuck in there if there's a little bit of dirt and mud and it just and your tears and it just that's a brutal uti man that's like three gallons of cranberry juice <laughs> yeah and he got worms in there if he's not circumcised he's coming out with an earthworm wrapped yeah. around <laughs> he's got he's sticking his worm around the worms what the hell <laughs> what are you doing are you, are you passing a stone uh no a ladybug ladybug <laughs> Oh, well, I just ruined a mole's day. <laughs> That's one way to hunt for moles. Yeah. <laughs> He's the no, most like air riding the lawn. <laughs> the most like, I don't really see anything because I can't, but I sure can smell it. Yeah. Oh, it smells like blood. <laughs> Sounds like it smells like he was tub thumping. He was tub thumping. <laughs> In the episode. Yeah, so, but yeah, I thought I thoroughly enjoyed it. I is that one you're are you gonna watch? Would you watch it again? I would watch it again, and I would probably, <laughs> I would more so watch the people. It's kind of like going through uh, Two Girls One Cup for the second time and watching people's reactions. So, like, I know the stuff that I like, you know, sure. and then I know the stuff I can look away and look at them. Okay, totally fair. You know, good pull. I, I I don't think I've ever I would ever think to um compare two girls one cup to Saltburn, but that's what makes us the most unique Cincinnati Reds baseball podcast in the whole world. <laughs> we already compared it to slippers earlier in the episode. <laughs> that's true. You're <laughs> absolutely right. We're you know, we're really on it. Mm-hmm. But uh you also watched Oppenheimer, you said, right? Yeah, I watched Oppenheimer. That was I mean it was it was great. It was one of those like fantastic movies that I will never watch again. Like it not it has nothing to do with the length. Like you're watching all these great actors put on amazing performances. It's like watching a bunch of like people do guitar solos. It's like yes, this is technically extremely sound, but like after a while, I want to. I, I gotta have something I can dance to, get involved with. You know? Yeah. I want to see somebody put their dick in a grave. <laughs> you know what you want to. Like it was great. It's also like I, I do love uh those actors, uh the the, the main dude uh from Pete. Murphy. Yeah. Um it's it was one of those movies where it's all very breathy, you mm-hmm. know, when they 
how are delivering their lines. It's all coming and going really weirdly. But a fantastic movie, great. Uh, but I'd probably I'd be good and never watch it again. Who yeah, you? I I loved it when I saw it in theaters. I saw it on IMAX, and I was just like, all the whole time. That would be the coolest. That's a movie I, I wanted to see it in theaters. We did just set up like our. We got like this Bluetooth like sound bar thing we set up, which it was pretty cool initially. Just finally having like a nice like sound system. It was good, but uh, movies that would have been awesome. Ooh, yeah, it was. So we did the the Barbenheimer, where we went and saw Oppenheimer, then we saw Barbie, and so mm-hmm. it was like great combo. Um, the one thing that I'm very proud of myself for when we went and saw it at the theaters is I wore my Hiroshima Carp T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, Billy, did anybody just point at you like, oh, great. nope, no one got it. Oh my goodness, Billy! And then I was wearing my my Team Japan hat too that I have, and uh, dude, I I got nothing. And then I even put it on Instagram and like my story, nothing. I'm like, are we really doing this right now? No one's picking up what I'm putting down. Do we not know what Oppenheimer's about, or are we confused from the shirt and the hat that says Japan? <laughs> it was a spoiler alert, Billy. I'm not <laughs> upset with you. Yeah, what Fat Boy and Little Man was all about. <laughs> well, you know what's crazy? Uh, Oppenheimer and Saltburn do have one thing in common, and it is a tub scene. Oh yeah, they do. That uh, yeah, and the, the, they had like kind of like these weird. It felt like they forced a couple of those scenes, but like I understood. I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just nitpicking a great movie now. Yeah, you are, because it's probably gonna win Best Picture. I mean, oh yeah, it. I I thoroughly enjoyed Oppenheimer, but I mean, at this point, I scroll through TikTok and it's just clips from Oppenheimer. So I'm like, I'm still getting bits and pieces of it all the time. Yeah. So I'm never. I'm with you. I'm never gonna have to sit down and watch it again. I can just open TikTok, swipe from like you know a thirst trap thing that's recommended for me. You know, just some lady in the ocean like jiggling her shoulders to to then just a scene of of Skillian Murphy just being like what if we could do it <laughs> yeah we don't have enough t- time for to process anything for nostalgia anymore it's just constantly thrown right back in like a, a, an entire loop right back in our faces like I probably saw like 20 percent of Oppenheimer before I even saw it with oh the for sure of, like, with the amount of like clips and stuff but uh no it, it was a great movie uh Cillian Murphy, if that's how you fumble his name. Uh he's <laughs> awesome. He's incredible. Well, yeah. and they they announced they're they're gonna film the Peaky Blinders movie this year. So oh, it's gonna be a movie? They're gonna make a movie, yeah. So, so we'll we'll see him around still. Um my weekend was good. What uh had uh Ben Johnson and Ronaldo. I forget Ronaldo's last name because I never asked. Sure. No, that's way off. No, yeah, Ronaldo from St. Louis. They uh they came and stayed. They got here Thursday, then they stayed Friday, Saturday, left Sunday. Um, we had a great we had a great time, man. And now we have a a Cardinals guy we can talk to, which gross, but yeah. we need to do it. Yeah, they're each uh, funny dudes. I uh, I got to see both them and you at a chameleon. Yeah, they we all had good sets that night too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did really well. Mm-hmm. We all did. We all did. We all had a we all had a humdinger. We had a real hoot nanny of a time. 
<laughs> what else did you do, Billy? Did you got anything uh, else? Uh, Friday. What did I do Friday? Oh, I went up to the uh oh, Alicia got a new car. She bought a new car. So after work, we went, she went at six to go to the car dealership, test drive and all that stuff. And she's like, Oh, it'll only take an hour, right? And I was like, We're going to be here till nine o'clock. Yeah, it's an hour at least of signing papers. Oh, it's awful. Then they make you wait. They're like, Oh, yeah, no, no, we gotta check this one thing real quick. And they go up. I'm pretty sure they just go up and they just like go up to the top room and then just like, I don't know, eat Vicodin and drink coffee. Yeah. And then just talk shit about us. Yeah. And then just come back downstairs 20 minutes later just to like torture us and be like, so have you thought of you there? You, you, oh, have you checked on the oh we gotta check one more thing? And then they go back up. And you're like, come on, does it really need to take this long? Where do you will get you in separate rooms, get you each to agree to different things. Oh man, it's it's tortured, it's it's strategic. It's very I, I agree that it totally is. And then like when they separated us. They put me up in this office where they turned the lights off and they made me lay on this desk and then they put a rag over my face and just started waterboarding me. Yeah, that's fun. Like it's like who's in my mouth? That game. <laughs> who's in my mouth? Oh wow, that's a that's a real big key fob. I know, right? <laughs> Everyone's a winner. Yeah. When did they add hair to this? <laughs> What'd um, she get, by the way? She got a 2021 Honda Accord hybrid. Nice. 48 miles to the gallon. So you can, you know, and oh, I was totally wrong. We were not there for three, for three hours. We were there for almost three and a half hours. Oof. Yeah. That's a bummer. Uh, yeah. They want to screw you and it's going to be a long process. That's awesome. The cords are great cars. Yeah. So now we're a hundred percent Honda family. And then, um, hung out with a friend of the pod, Tyler Snipes, went to the Mexican barrel, El Barrio, got some Mexican food. Then Saturday, Watched football all day. Sunday, watched football all day. It was a great weekend of, of NFL. It was, you know, we had three excellent games, three and a half excellent games. And then we had the second half of the uh, Ravens-Texans game. But I was very happy considering last weekend, you know, they were mostly blowouts. So um, finally getting the product right. So, um, yeah. Those games yeah. were wild, dude. That Bills game, I watched all that. Dude, that was insane. Uh, I don't understand, dude. How crazy was it when they went for it on fourth down, when they did the fake punt? That just seemed entirely unnecessary on, on their side of the field. It's like you're just going to give them points, and then if it wasn't for that wildly improbable uh, touchback where he knocked it out, where it just squibbed out and forward and out of the end zone. I, I mean, how often do you see that that play happen like that? That was crazy. Two very uh, plays you see, you just don't see in a playoff game happened all in succession of each other with a handful of plays. Absolutely bonkers, dude. And like they said, Oh, there was one less man on the field. So what? Hunt it. You have Josh Allen. Come on. What are you doing here? And did you see who it was that got the ball that like took it and ran? Damar Hamlin. Yeah. I'm like, what? This, I this didn't realize that later. Yeah. What are we doing here? We're going to give the guy who almost died the ball. <laughs> yeah. This isn't angels in the outfield, man. <laughs> He might literally die. Don't let him do that. <laughs> don't, no, don't hand it off to him. Literally the guy who's like a third of the size of your quarterback, Josh Allen, who's like, let's give it to the guy with the weak heart. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, dude. It wasn't like a short one either. That was, yeah. that was crazy. And then the wide right again. I mean, poor Buffalo. Yeah, that's a, that's a bummer. And of course it happens to like this fuck. This Disney team that just seems to be uh, destined to, to always win 
So it, it's rough. It's harsh, but that was it was an amazing game. It was great. And All true. that was a great game too. I mean, they they feel like the twenty one Bengals. They feel like a team of destiny. Yeah. And uh, and that that pick at the end with with Baker was just so heartbreaking. You a guy who's on a re, you know redemption tail, and then he's slinging it, having the game of his career, three hundred and forty four passing yards, and then it comes down to one last drive, and he just chucks it to the wrong dude. Couldn't believe it, man! Like you thought, like wow, he's gonna get it like pretty close here. It's gonna be like come down to the last few seconds, and then nope, he just like. Did not throw up to the right person. Got it. Got it picked off there. Yeah, but, man, awesome for Detroit. It was awesome. It was fantastic. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for for the AFC NFC Championship Sunday. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a nice day where I'm firmly planted on my couch mm. with some toppers, pizza, maybe some La Rosas. Who knows? Who knows what I'm feeling that day? You know, do it. Man. Do it. Um, oh, I went to Camp Washington Chile on Saturday. Oh yeah. Show the St. Louis boys uh, the rounds. I did, and I made a new, I made a, a new little burger. Oh my goodness! Lay it on me. So they have it. I'm gonna eventually cut it up and post it this week. But I made a video. It is so they have a chili cheeseburger, of course, and then I added bacon, and then I added grippos on top of it. That seems uh, extremely tasty. Oh, it was so good. It yeah. Yeah, uh, we gotta. She said once. Uh, once I post it, we gotta come up with a name for it so I can be added to another another item added to the secret menu. So shout out Maria at Camp Washington Chili, the Crunchy Billy. The Ooh, Billy Chili. Crunchy Billy Chili, Crunchy Chili Billy Chili, Silly Billy's Crunchy Chili, Billy's Crunchy Chili Willy, Billy Silly. <laughs> Write it on the board. Yeah, right on the board. Put it, put it on the board. Yes. Silly Billy. Silly Billy. But uh, yeah, that. So I had a great weekend. And then uh, when this is when this drops on Tuesday morning, I will be on a plane to Las Vegas. So. Yeah, you will. Yeah, I will, buddy. You'll be doing well, some sports stuff there. Yeah, gonna do in the clutch, baby. In the Clutch Trade Show, in the clutch.com for your MLB PA needs. Promo code Nasty Boys, get 10% off. Woohoo! There's about to be a drop. Uh, you're gonna be a degenerate little gambler while you're out there. Come on, dude. We're staying right by the, the biggest sports book in Vegas. Really? One of them. It's the biggest indoor one, anyway. Um, it's like the Westgate, dude. It's huge. There's like 300 TVs. You get you get like a little mini desk so you can set up, you know. Yeah. Oh, dude, it is it is Gen heaven. Hell yeah, man! Can't wait. I'm excited for you. Thanks, pal. I'm excited. Uh, hopefully, I come back in one piece, and uh, I still have my watch on my wrist, and I haven't pawned it for more cash to just yeah. If you break even, that means you won. Yeah, well, last year I came back with like 500 bucks. So nice, good job. No, that's not true. I I won 500 bucks. Yeah. And then I lost. That's what happened. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I I started. I won five hundred fifty bucks, and then I came back. Came back with mouth sores. (laughs) I came back with mouth sores. I came back with athlete's foot (laughs) in my mouth. In my mouth. I just spraying tough actin snacking in there. (laughs) Uh, I came back with like fifty bucks, but nice. It happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, So I'm very excited. It's gonna be a good time. 
So, um, yeah. Um, and then now it's, uh, I guess, you know what? It's, you know, it's January 23rd when people are watching this. So I guess we have to talk about what happened with baseball. And uh, let me tell you, not a lot has happened. <laughs> it's the off season. It's cold. Uh, we're, we're going through a bit of a slow period. Yeah, a little bit. But you know what? We gave you enough fodder up top to be like, you know what? These guys, they're, they know what they're doing. Um, the MLB.com is in the process of releasing the top 10 prospects by position right now. And um, the Reds have two guys on each of the positions. How about that? Pretty cool. They have uh, Rhett Louder for the right-handed pitcher spot on this list. He's number six. And then for second base, we have Carlos Jorge at 10. That's awesome. They expect they expect Brett Lauder to be up in the bigs this year. Um, and Carlos Jorge, they expect him to be up in 2025. Um, I mean, Brett Lauder is one we've expected. As soon as the Reds drafted him, he slid right into the top five of prospects organizationally. He's a guy that we've talked about with a very, very low floor. But you know, but a little lower of a ceiling. You know what you're going to get from him—an elite slider with elite control. With elite control, nothing that's um that's going to jump out at you like Hunter Green does with like a 104 mile an hour fastball. You know, but he does have a very—he rates with a very good slider and command. I mean, I you can't—it's going to be great. And he's—it's a quick turnaround. It's not like you were getting a 19 year old kid. You're kind of just hoping for this guy. Came from college. He got his he got his degree, and now he's going to come play professional baseball for the Cincinnati Reds. And when they say 2024, I, I expect 2024 for sure. I can see it. But that also means that some things have gone wrong. Mm -hmm. Or he's been so good that they can't ignore him anymore. Right. Uh, I'm excited about him. I do, like you say, I do think we will see him in 2024 um hopefully it's for the latter which you described there with that he's just doing so remarkably well but uh yeah hearing that he's already got you know coming through college has some nice competitive experience as well as already is known for uh his control that's amazing uh so i'm very stoked to see that he's that high up on the prospect list me too and then uh carlos jorge uh he's at second he played a lot of time down in dayton um, but what's interesting with him when he was in Dayton and, and Sarasota, he floated between second and center field guy can spray it. Guy's got a good hit tool and power. Love to see it. And I love the idea of, of him playing center field. That way, you know, he comes along, you'd be up in the bigs next year and, you know, plug him where you need him and anywhere in that outfield or, you know, somewhere he can play in the infield. But the problem is with the infield, you have so many good infielders. You got a log jam and especially with Edwin Arroyo right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, and him being a, a young dude on this very young team, low end of the totem pole, I can definitely see him just saying, yeah, to playing center field. I mean, do anything you can to stay on this team. That's, you know, already projected to be pretty hot coming into the season. So, uh, yeah, it's that's another pretty cool thing, but definitely he's going for the log jam positions. Uh, but center field, that's still uh, up for grabs, especially with the, a rotating core of uh, four or five guys out there. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, TJ Friel, you know, maybe he gets to the point where defensively Carlos – and and with his stick, Carlos Jorge is just mashing, and they go, well, I guess we got to move TJ to a corner position, you know, corner in outfield, because, you know, 
TJ, fantastic season last year. One of the reasons we're also so excited for this season. So it's, you know, it's interesting, but that's a 2025 problem when we're looking at our 2024 Reds. The yeah. rest of the list comes out Friday, 7 p.m. on MLB Network. So of the top 100 prospects in Major League Baseball, and I assume we're probably going to see six or seven red legs on that list. Yeah, that'll be exciting. <laughs> there, yes, it is exciting. It is. It is something exciting to talk about in January. No, uh, Rhett Louder uh, and having uh, another guy in the middle there uh, coming up with uh, 10 Carlos. That's uh, that's huge. That's something that just shows we still got like a continuous flow of young talent coming up uh, to the bigs. And you know what? If you if we even have more guys on this list, we got a log jam. It's like, man, they're going to be here three or four more years. Guess what? That's trade capital, baby. Yeah, you can trade them, let them simmer in the minors. That's great. So that's this is awesome stuff to see. It's some of the stuff we might not see, but it's just no, it's just happening on the back burner. Yeah, you know, it's coming up, you know. Like we said last week, time capsule. Close it, put it outside. This time you don't have to wait as long. Mm -hmm. You know, or you could just pick your butt up and go down, go up to Dayton, go down to Louisville. If you're feeling a little, little naughty, go down to Chattanooga, you know? Yeah. Ain't no wrong little road trip. So very exciting stuff. Um, the Pittsburgh Pirates made a mm -hmm. move today. The Pittsburgh Pirates. To I got to plug in my uh, laptop. No, you're good. Uh, I'll just host it with me and Johnny and the other boys staring back at me. <laughs> just want to let some of these ghosts know. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates went and signed Aroldis Chapman one year. $10.5 million. I didn't expect that. I didn't either. Uh, no clue. That, I mean, that's that's good for them. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> it's good that, for them. That, I didn't expect that, but that is something to uh, be a little concerned about if you're uh, you know, a Reds fan because they could potentially. We've seen a Rodas Chapman uh, throw against us before. He does throw from the vengeance. And he's a guy that could steal, you know, some innings and win a game. So that is something. If we're going to play him a lot, it makes him uh, a tougher uh, competitor in the division. Yeah, it makes you kind of hope you play him after the trade deadline because, you know, he's pitching to get out of there at that point. You know, mm -hmm. he's he's pitching a couple months. He kills it. Then he gets moved and uh, gets moved to the deadline. And basically – when you think about it, the pirates are paying $10.5 million or half of the salary this year to go and get a prospect from somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if there was a bonus built into the contract. If he gets traded, he gets like another million bucks or something or a relocation bonus, 500,000. Um, wouldn't be shocked if that's in there, but say the pirates get the lead on you and you go eighth inning Chapman, ninth inning Keller. That's that's kind of lethal, man. Yeah, it definitely shortens the game. Not only shortens it, but boy, that's how you that's how you that's how you slam the door. That's uh that's a sneaky good back end. Of, of course, it's still the Pirates, and that means they have to take a lead into the eighth inning. Mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> so, so who knows? Uh, why did I say Keller? Uh, that's not their closer. Mitch Keller is a starter. Who am I thinking of? That's silly. I'm wrong. Um, I am thinking of, well, I shouldn't have typed pirates closer. That was stupid because now it's just all Chapman articles. 
Yeah, Mitch Keller is their ace. I'm thinking of relief pitcher. Close. Oh, David Bednar. Duh. Stupid. David Bednar is their closer, who was an all-star last year. Mm. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> That's, now, that's, that is exciting news for uh you know Pirates fans. Uh Chapman, he's an entertaining uh player, to say the least. And yeah. yeah, if you don't if you're not careful, I mean the Reds uh played well against teams that had great records and sometimes played below average against teams that had below average records. So uh, uh pirates are a great team to sleep on. You know, you, you kind of doze off there and all of a sudden they push a couple runs across the plate the seventh and all of a sudden the road is Chapman's coming in. So yeah, that they could potentially steal a couple games from you. If, yeah. Uh, I mean, they only finished what, like eight games under 500. Like they weren't as bad as the Cardinals, which is just, dude, I was listening to another uh, baseball podcast today while listening. They were talking about how, how the, the division is the Cardinals to lose. I'm like, don't you, so yeah, did you not see what happened last year? The yeah, they haven't really done much to to change things, and uh, it just seems to be like you know the Reds are one of the stronger teams in the division clearly, and uh, are seemingly getting better and on a on a rise here. So I don't understand. It's just like they got their St. Louis blinders on. I think sometimes. Yeah, and it's like yeah, I get it that they made moves. They brought in Kyle Gibson. They brought in Lance Lynn, and and they brought in Sonny Gray. Which the Sonny Gray signing that's their one, no doubt. But, I mean, you're telling me that you're expecting bounce backs from Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn? Mm -hmm. I mean, last time Lance Lynn pitched in a game, he gave up back-to-back-to-back-to-back homers in the NLDS. You don't, you're telling me he's just going to forget about this and walk out and be like, you know what, I'm back in my Cardinals uniform, I'm fine, and that's, like, going to be the S on his chest and he's just going to be good to go? Yeah, I don't think he's going to be able to bounce back uh, with his career. So he's on the the down end, uh, you know, pitching. So yeah, I I just don't buy it. Mm. I so that's other stuff for a later date, and we'll see if I'm proven correct here in a few months. Oh, we're so far, but we're so close. It's getting there. It's getting there. Um, we one thing we haven't talked about yet that I I, I was like, you know what? What a perfect time to talk about it. 2024 rule changes yeah buddy yeah pal they uh the biggest thing is that they widen the base paths they widen you know the the base paths to first and third that's because baseball players have gotten fatter that's why they've done it <laughs> they called it the rowdy tellers tellers rule <laughs> the roberto cologne rule <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, you know, we were waiting for Dan Vogelbach to get signed, but in the meantime, we'll just make it easier for him. Yeah, you wow. must fit two Dan Vogelbachs. <laughs> That's the rule. It's not like they take out three, a th like a three foot ruler or a three foot tape measure. They're just like, hey, Dan, come here, stand to the right. Okay, just lay him down and roll him over. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look at me. I'm like a powdered donut. That's what they use, like, in the replays and, like, the things that just show him, like, a diagram. <laughs> if, 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 if two Daniels touch while running down the first base path, not <laughs> wide enough. <laughs> Fat guy in a little baseline. <laughs> yeah, um, this is a, 
new rule. And it seems to be like one of those just weird things that has just always been a part of baseball. And then it's like, yeah, I guess it does make sense to change. I, I, like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it just totally checks out. It's like, oh, less collisions at home. We can like actually give right-handed batters a little bit, or uh, right-handed batters a little bit more room to run. You know, it, it just makes sense. Less injury. Any, anything that you say gives me less injuries, I'm all for. And it does seem to come up like every once in a while where there's this uh, lack of distinction with the, like the base path, you know? And so it's just, it perpetually was always like an unclear thing. So, I mean, this is, I think a step in clarifying that. Agreed. 100%. See, we like uh, it. The vocal Bach rule. The vocal Bach rule. The vocal Bach rule. <laughs> the Danny Burgers rule. The Danny Burgers. Uh, the potato sack race in between the base pads. <laughs> Someone described the rule. I forget the writer's name, and I apologize for not quote. Excuse me, quoting the writer. The simplicity of dirt good grass bad will make an easier evaluation by umpires. Is that like a is that like a Confucius rule? Dirt good <laughs> grass bad. I think it's just one of those things of just always wanting to have a definitive thing, a line, uh, an angle, something like that that just isn't there. And Mm -hmm. I think that was just kind of like one of those uh, not said rules, but like an idea. Yeah. I'm with you. That will get us uh, closer to away from that and will be a thing of the past. Let's hope, baby. Mm. A few of the rules... Pitching changes. If a new pitcher steps onto the warning track with less than two minutes remaining on the inning break clock, the clock will reset to two minutes rather than two minutes and 15 seconds. Inning breaks that contain the pitching change average two minutes and 35 seconds in 2023. Broadcasters are only guaranteed two minutes of commercial time. And if that doesn't decide if there will be a water slide race to determine... (laughs) Yeah, it like a, it's less complicated than what it uh, sounds reading it out loud. Yeah, it, it's just at that point, it's just like, why don't we have a zip line? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so we no, need, makes sense. Yeah, it just you just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm not just here for the zip line. I do want to pitch. <laughs> um, no, I mean it. Uh, that sounds confusing. It is. It isn't. It's just, hey, get out there. And, and you know what? This is something that happens. And if you think about it, it's like we're really, we're really, really just we're trying to wring out any dead time whatsoever. Um, and you're going to save basically, you're saving 35 seconds for something that happens six times a game, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, five or six times a game. So let's just say six. Uh, I it's something where they're trying to get ahead of like you know how they have like walk up like music now for like the closers and things and they're yeah. just having like, really long likes like dude we cannot have a five and a half minute trumpet solo you need to get out there and pitch that's how much time they're saving no shit what you said three and a half yeah get it out of here baby you're dead time dead egg you scram get out of here I'm cool with it yeah, anything that gives me less Burger King commercials on board. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever. I mean, I don't think that's one that's going to affect. It's just a very small rule. It's not anything that's going to truly change that much of the pace of the game. If they do find three and a half minutes after this and they figure it out, like, cool. But, I mean, it's three and a half 
minutes really going to matter when it comes down to game? That's games that have been two hours and 35 minutes, two hours and 45 minutes. No. And we'll see. We'll see even if it does that much. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's interesting. Circumvention. The pitch clock operator known as the field timing coordinator will now restart the clock after a dead ball, such as a foul ball. When the pitcher has the ball and is ready, ready to resume, there will no longer be a requirement for the pitcher to be on the mound, removing the pitcher's ability to delay the start of the clock by walking around the edge of the mound. Yeah, I guess it just takes kind of that element out of the pitcher's hand of being yeah. able to do that. Yeah. I'm still that's... processing this one. That's so basically what they're saying is they're like, hey, man, we knew pitchers were taking advantage of the rule knowing that there wasn't anything stopping them from having to get back on the mound to start the clock again. We caught mm-hmm. you. Let's move it along. Mm-hmm. Because as you watched, games did get a little bit longer as people found loopholes which is what baseball has been since the beginning. It's like, how do we find holes in the rules that we can get a slight advantage? This was one of them. And they were like, hey, man, don't do that anymore. Let's go. We have dinner reservations. Yeah. I'm down for it. I'm fine with it. And that's not a thing that's going to like that. If that's something that's going to like tax the pitcher with like that could maybe cause an injury down the line, which is a lot of what people were worried about with, with injuries with the pitch clock in general. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what? Uh, that's not one of them. That's not going to be one of them at all. Now this one I think is the most interesting. And I think it's my favorite one of the whole thing. Batter faced requirement. A pitcher sent to warm up for an inning must face at least one batter In addition to any requirements under the three batter minimum rule, MLB found 24 instances in 2023 of a pitcher warming up between innings and getting replaced before throwing a pitch, adding approximately three minutes of dead time per event. There were two such instances during the World Series. That's crazy. So a pitcher is warming up in the bullpen? On On the field. Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dave Roberts did it all the time. Like, I think I'm trying to remember what year it was. I think it was like 2019 or 2021, maybe 2018. But like they announced the starter, the starter goes out. And then they and this is the playoffs batter gets gets goes up to get into the box. Ump calls time. Dave Roberts walks out, pulls that guy, puts in a different pitcher. Mm-hmm. So that way they'd have to start a different lineup. Okay. And you see it all the time, the back and forth of like, you know, they're like, oh, we got the we got the lefty warming up. We got the, the lefty who's been called in going on the mound, and then they make the switch and pull the guy off the bench. The, the hitter is like, oh, man, I mash lefties. And then as soon as he steps in the box, they call time, go out, go to the bullpen, bring in the righty, get that guy out. That element of like of gamesmanship has now been eliminated. Yeah, it's just another thing, like you said, a loophole. Uh, but the game and the people will find a way to kind of, you know, extract more things and pry away at some other stuff. I, I mean, it's another thing where I badmouthed so many of the, the rule changes initially and then seeing them in practice, I was like, you know what, this is actually a, a lot better. So, I mean, we'll see on this one here. I think it'll improve things, but I don't yeah. know. I love that rule change because it, it immediately like when it said three minutes of dead time, 
yeah, that is one that truly slows down the game. And it's just kind of, it's just kind of bullshit. You watch it happen and it's like, oh, great. Here we go. Here comes this coxman walking out of the dugout. We got to make the switch. Just go. I got to got outsmart you. And I'm like, no, that this feels like cheating. Yeah, it's almost like icing a kicker. But beyond that, you're just causing a disruption to like a play and giving it feels like uh, it goes beyond the, the sportsmanship of it. Yeah, it totally goes beyond it because I under like it, it goes beyond it because then your 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 pure intention is to fuck your opponent. <laughs> and it's like a way or really like uh, an intelligent way, just like hey, this has just been a, a loophole in the rules that people just get to do, and until yep. it's fixed, it's just going to keep happening. Nana, nana, boo, boo. I'm smarter than you. <laughs> That's what it feels like every time that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do it. We're doing it. Yeah, we're going to empty your bench just because you can't do anything about it. And uh, it does favor the offense. And guess what? Offense is sexy. It's what gets people to watch. So I'm all for it. I like all of these rule changes. Um, I'm a big fan and moving forward. Great. Speed up. Anything to speed up the game and to create more offense and to keep people safe, I'm all for it. Yeah, and these aren't like physically changing besides uh, the base path. None of these are actually changing the game itself. It's just uh, the the pace of play, really, yeah. and you know, avoiding some uh, a few things. But yeah, it's it's not changing much the, yeah. for for the worse. It's I think these will be uh, you know enhancements. I do too. I do too. Keep it moving. And uh, lastly. Um, Josh Hader isn't going to be pitching in the National League this year for the first time in his career. Josh Hader, five years, $95 million to the Houston Astros. Gross. Boo. I hate it. Yeah. That's a bummer. It's a bummer. And, like, I just didn't understand. Like, you have Ryan Presley. Josh Hader isn't going to pitch the eighth. So, like, you're going to bump a guy who is killing it to be your closer this season. I don't know. It seems foolish, and that's a lot of money for a closer. It's a lot mm. of money for a guy who's going to pitch one inning. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the Astros are a team that can afford that. But, uh, yeah. Ugh. Mm. It's like the most they've spent on a free agent in a long time. Yeah. So they're feeling it. They're feeling it. That's what happens when the uh, Texas Rangers come back and uh, win the whole thing, baby. Yeah, man. So uh, it's a bummer. Josh Hader, Houston, gross. But at least he's out of the NL. He's not in our division anymore. We still mm-hmm. only just, you know, so whatever. Um, let's round third and head for home. What do you got coming up, bud? Uh, I have this Wednesday. I'll be at Bananas. Still will set there. And then I will be in Frankfurt on February 3rd. Uh, at JK's Comedy Club. It's a new place. Uh, I'll be headlining there if they're still up and running. Uh, oh, and also, uh, if you'll be in Louisville, January 28th, I'll be hanging out with Mike Crone and doing a little uh, guest spot at the Louisville Comedy Club. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, what do you got, buddy? Uh, so Tuesday through Saturday morning, I'll be in Las Vegas at the trade show. It then... Saturday night, two shows at Chameleon. 
come on out. Get your tickets to Bombs Away Comedy. Not Chameleon, sorry. Comet. Comet. Fuck, it's easy to confuse those two. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, they started that back up again? They started back up. Yeah, no, no, Comet. Good thing I caught it there. Boy, howdy. Yeah, nope, two shows of Comet. Bombsawaycomedy.com, get your tickets. I'm opening for Simon Taylor, very funny gentleman, who's been on The Tonight Show. Heard of it? And um, come check that out. That's the one I'll plug right now. So um, let's, uh, let's do our thank yous and goodbyes. Thank you to Sports Drink for hosting the audio of this podcast. We appreciate it. Thank you to In the Clutch, New Na- Nasty Boys, all caps, 10% off. And um, and thank you, Chris, for coming on Zoom and hopnobbing around about the red legs. It was a great time, man. The Zoom uh, is fun. It's uh, a good way to avoid being on the roads. We don't want to have a, an IL coming up here, get, getting ourselves injured before the season starts. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, it was a pleasure having you and the rest of Nasty Nation over here yes it was a true true delight rip rip a fart for me in the fart dungeon been doing it the whole time (laughs) that's what i love to hear uh and thank you for watching and listening and as always go red legs go red legs